You're already You don't need another prophecy. You don't need another land on the hands. All you need to know is how powerful you are. Because there's a prayer inside of you that demons will tremble. But you gotta know that about yourself. We all grown here, we all growing up. No more young baby years. Yep, I'm sorry, but the party's over. You can party after you win and get your foot on the devil's neck. Amen. But other than, and look at this, hallelujah. You got on the army jacket right now. You already strapped. But I, I feel this so strongly for you. Do make sure, make in your mind, make up in your mind that you will not go another day with not losing sleep. You got to start making some rules about your life. I will not go another day worrying about the same old thing. I will not go another day allowing somebody else's words, what they have done to me, to make me feel like I'm low. Not another day I will let that devil play those thoughts in my mind. You know how to do that? Let me see if you know. Pray. Okay, but how do you do the prayer? Give me an example. Okay, so for example, if I know that I'm having these abnormal thoughts of what happened to me last year, who did this to me, who betrayed me, who talked about me, and all of a sudden, oh, my life ain't going nowhere, I'm going to this job, I'm not making no money, all of those thoughts. You know they're not your own because your mind, the Bible says, should be fixated on the Lord. We all also have something in common in here is that we all want the Lord. So if I'm living my life and all I can think about is negativity, then that's a spirit behind it. So if you're feeling down or you're feeling sad or you're feeling depressed, you say, Father, I rebuke this spirit of sorrow depression in Jesus' name, wherever you are. Don't look crazy now. You got to go to the bathroom. I'll be like, damn, I feel like this, this devil just getting on my nerve. I'm like, hold on. I'll be right back. Go right to the bathroom. Second, the Lord Jesus Christ rebukes you. I lay hands on my own head. I'm happy nobody will be seeing me. like, this is a crazy woman. In the name of Jesus, before I go to bed at night, I don't just say a simple prayer to say, oh, Father, I thank you for the day. No, no more of those prayers. If you're in warfare, you get your oil, you anoint yourself in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you say, Father, I rebuke every demon that's in this house, in my atmosphere, that's been following me throughout the day, that is truck that will cause me to lose sleep. In Jesus' name. Every time I do, I remember I would talk and turn, talk and turn. And I kept saying, like, what's going on? But as soon as I said, I rebuke you, you devil that's trying to steal my sleep in Jesus' name, I felt like this. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. And I want to just do an illustration real quick. As soon as the devil say, for example, um, I use my wife for example. As soon as the devil say, um, uh, nothing good will ever go good in your life. Mm -hmm. He sends that thought. 
Now, he sends that thought, it can stay on her head, and then she starts saying, oh yeah, ain't nothing good gonna happen. Guess what? The devil's curse is now resting on her. In other words, what he desires is now resting on her. The devil can't force her to do anything. All he can do is whisper a thought, and he can get you to prophesy or declare your own destruction. Mm -hmm. But watch what happened. As soon as, as soon as the devil say, try to send a thought, uh, uh, ain't nothing good gonna have, happen in your life. And you say, Satan the Lord rebuke you. Mm -hmm. Satan the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Watch this. She rejected this. So that thought was rejected as soon as she rebuked the enemy. See, you, you don't have to receive what the devil says. The devil may say to somebody, oh, you sick, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says, by his stripes you'll heal. And the Bible, like we learned this morning, God has given his church power to heal. Mm -hmm. So how is it she's a child of God and she's letting the enemy make her sick? Mm -hmm. So watch this. So if she say, the devil say, oh, you got cancer or you, oh, you sick. As soon as it comes, but say the Lord uh, rebuke. The Lord Jesus Christ rebukes you. She was she rebuked that thought yes. and send it back to where it came from. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what rebuke means. Rebuke is a command to go. Mm -hmm. Rebuke is a command to leave, or rebuke is to reject something. Mm -hmm. For example, some of us you probably experienced it when you know you probably had me and my wife or, or whatnot. Where we'll tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, say, we tell you to do something and you'll be like, oh, I, you, you don't do it. Guess what? When we correct you, that's a rebuke. Mm -hmm. well, what is a rebuke? That is, it's, it's a rejection of you allowing that behavior in God's house. Mm -hmm. Not in the church, but you can be in West Palm Beach, you can be in Africa. But if you operate in a behavior that is opposite of God's word, what's going to happen? God is going to rebuke you. And he's going to use people to do that. Amen? So that same rebuke, it's, a, it's also a, it's a blessing from God to be rebuked by God because some people don't get it at all. Some people, God, don't, God can't even correct them. But when you're a child of God and God corrects you, that's a blessing. But, but not just that, you have the authority to rebuke the enemy. You can tell the devil, get out your house. You can't. Yeah. You don't have to call us. Even though you know we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it for you. you know <laughs> we don't mind. You know what I'm saying? We, we like kicking the devil's butt. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But, but, but the thing is, that's what Fire Romans here for. That's what we do. This is what we're talking about. What we're talking about here. This is training so you can kick the devil out your house. So you can kick the devil out your room. Mm -hmm. So you can kick the devil out your family. So you can kick the devil out your finances. I heard, I heard somebody say recently, it seems like every time they try to do something, it's like financially it just gets snatched out of their hands. Mm -hmm. If you have that situation happen, please know it's demonic activity there. There's an unseen hand going like this to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. In other words, mm -hmm. you try to grab it. Go and try to grab that. But no, no, oh. correct. Oh, right. Go ahead. Go try to grab. Oh me. Yeah. But watch this. But watch this. <laughs> say, say we invisible. Mm -hmm. Do go, go ahead, try it again. Snatch. <laughs> and she looking around. What happened? Oh, 
Lord, why? I was praying. Why is it so hard for me? And God is saying from heaven, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm trying to equip you. So you can say, no, but, I'm Yeah, but, but, but you, you and, and, and watch this. So God, his desire is for you to have the oil. My God. His desire is for you to have the oil, but if you can't see spiritually the enemy, he'll continue to run circles around you. And some people, they'd be sitting in the church. I know, I know we got limited room, but some people, they'd be sitting in the church for years. Can't even see what I just showed you. Wow. Five years, ten years, and they never get the oil. Because the enemy keeps snatching it from them. How many situations, how many people in our family, the reason why they can't get saved is because the enemy keeps snatching it away from them. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. And, and I wanted to give that illustration, but um, if anything also in your spirit, because I just wanted to touch these three. All right, we can have a seat. We can have a seat. Amen. But... But um, it's, it's, it's actually just two scriptures we're going to hit and we're going to end, end for tonight. How many of y'all learning something? Amen? Amen. Now, Amen. Now, now, here's the thing. Huh? huh? Amen. 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 That's the loudest I ever saw heard him. <laughs> I would have had to check. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, if we can go to 2 Corinthians... Chapter 10, verses uh, 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. Now I want to give some understanding here. Um, because the Lord just brought this back to me. Here's the thing. I wanted to give some understanding. It's not that we're, we're all perfect. That's not what I'm saying. When we make a choice in our lives and we know it's a wrong choice, there are times where when God corrects you or God tells you, hey, you're doing this, you know, get an order in this area or whatnot, that when he corrects you, that doesn't mean that the devil has, has access into your life. That's just, there are times where that's just the flesh. You know, we, we operate in the flesh, you know, and things like that. There's a war between the flesh and the spirit. You may find yourself, for example, the Bible says, be angry but sin not. Mm-hmm. You may be angry at a situation and you say, dang, a curse word came out of my mouth. You know, and you're like, oh man, Lord, I messed up. That moment was you operating in the flesh. Amen. Everybody say the flesh. The flesh. So, but the Bible says be angry but sin not. So when you don't sin, which means that, yes, I'm angry, but what do you do? Say a person did you wrong. You say, hey, I didn't like what you did. Please respect me and please don't do that anymore. You operated in the spirit. How many of y'all see the difference? So one, one situation you operate in the flesh, another situation you operate in the spirit. But here's where you open up the door to the devil. When you allow the devil to move through your life is when you be angry, 
And now you like, oh, you ain't gonna try me. You get, you get, you get something. You pop them over the head. You, 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 you hit them or whatever. And you like, oh Lord, forgive me later. What happened was at that moment you allowed a spirit of rage to take over in your life. At that moment, even though because people they could be saved, but the devil says, shoo, stepped in, shoo, stepped out. You find that in the scripture. The devil does use people. How do you know? How can you know? Just look over your life. I'm sure you can see a lot of people who try to dis- who may have tried to destroy you verbally or may have tried to belittle or discredit your walk with God and not respect you. Where do you think that's coming from? It's not just, a un- it's not just them. It's an unseen force that uses people so you won't be bold about your walk with God. Mm-hmm. So I want to prove it to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3. Uh, this is what it says. Go ahead, man. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So we're in this world, and we're living in this world. But if you notice, people, they pick up guns to get their way. They fight. They're like, oh, you ain't going to try. All these type of things. So there's a way the world wars and goes to war. And there's a way the church goes to war. But the church don't war like how the world does. So, so uh, if Mimi Fief and them or Junebug get your timing wrong, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we, 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 we can't act. We, you know, we, there has to be a different way we got to fight. Mm-hmm. And that's what the word is saying. So, verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Check this out. So the weapons God has given us has, what does divine mean? Divine means supernatural. Everybody say supernatural. Supernatural. So what is supernatural? If I were to throw my jacket out, gravity says it's supposed to fall. But it's supernatural if I throw it out. And it just stands in the air just like it stands on this table. That means it defies natural laws. Mm. How many of y'all get that? So God is saying, it may be a law that when you... Oh, this is good. It may be a law that when you go to, say for example, a job. Say you, you're looking for a job. You've been looking for a job for two years. I'm just using an example. That's, that's a natural example just so you're a spiritual principle. Say you've been... For two years trying to look for a job, door shut in your face. The, the natural law says you ain't supposed to get no job. Mm. That's what the world, the, the world's law and the law of gravity of the world says you ain't supposed to get nothing good in your life. God says when you fast, when you get the elders, get the leaders in the church to pray for you about an issue or, 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 or you uh, get into the word of God and speak the word of God over the situation. God says my, my, my power supersedes and goes beyond natural law. I mean, I see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So when you go, you pray, you fast, all that. Now all of a sudden you get an inbox. I, I heard this is a real life situation. Uh, 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 my pastor, he, was, he actually was looking for a job, and somebody knocked on his door and said, I got the perfect <coughs> job for you. He showed up, got hired on the spot. I know a situation in my own life, right when I came out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I was going to go, where I was going to work. The same 
the same, within a week, the same week time, uh, a job opportunity came, I got hired on the spot. And, I, and, and I, um, it didn't even match my degree. And I was like, God, why you, why you have me here? I, this is not what I'm going to school for, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, but God was showing me that, that you think you need to go out there and look for a job. I can bring it to you if you trust me. Mm-hmm. I can defy natural laws. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. See, some of us, I, I, I love uh, Koran's testimony where God gave her, you remember the dream you had? Yeah. You want to share a little bit? God showed you in the dream you're gonna get hired on the spot. Oh yes, it was. Um, just briefly, just. I had a, a, another job that I was not happy with. Um, brought a lot of stress to me, and I was looking for another job to replace it. And he told me the dream that um, I'm going to work at J.C. Penney, and I was just like, okay. So I applied at J.C. Penney, and then within a week, I got the job. Mm-hmm. Now check this out. Mm-hmm. Natural law is supposed to say you gotta go through all these tricks, or maybe yep. you get hired, or allow your application, or, or allow <laughs> the application. But God said, "I, I, if I want you to be there because I know you serve me, I will open doors that no man can shut." Mm-hmm. So, so see the the world's law says. You're supposed to go like how everybody go. Gravity's supposed to affect you. Mm. But when you get the supernatural power on you, when you get the supernatural power of God on your life, even though you throw it out there, God says he's going to make it flow. Mm-hmm. It's going to defy natural law. So, so the word is saying they have power to demolish strongholds. Those strong situations that you see around your life. Those strong situations that you see that can't be broken. God says, my power through prayer, mm-hmm. through speaking the word of God, through you coming here, hearing the word. Guess what you're doing? You're allowing that divine power to demolish the strongholds in your life. Mess around and take some of the stuff we're t- we telling you to go home. Mess around and go home and, and, and do some of the stuff we're telling you. And watch how you have testimonies. Mm-hmm. Watch how you come back and say, my God, it used to be this way for five years. But as soon as I started applying the word, as soon as I started doing and speaking the scripture, all of a sudden things started to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I feel like getting happy, boy. (laughs) Because see, 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 the thing is, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the world putting this foot on my neck. See, see, I, sometimes you can get so used to being down, broke, busted, and disgusted that as soon as God try to speak to your spirit about a blessing, you're like, oh, Lord, that can't be for me because I'm, I, 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 I've been eating out the pig pen at McDonald's for a while, Jesus. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, I've been, you, you telling me, Lord, you want me at Prime 112 spiritually, uh-huh. but you don't, want, you don't want me to go to Burger King tomorrow? And, and, and God's like, yes. Hmm. Some of us, God's saying, you're not husband. I mean, you're, you're not boyfriend and girlfriend material. You're wife and husband material. Mm-hmm. You deserve. I'm, I'm, I remember when I first heard it. God says that as son, as soon as you got saved, and this is what God showed me about His people, that as soon as you got saved, do you know you became a virgin again? Mm-hmm. Oh, some of y'all. Uh-huh, <laughs> amen. So, why, 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 why does it say you become a virgin again? Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. A new creature. 
My next question to you is, can God lie? No. And my next question is, if he said new, then something that's old has been used before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. See, 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 I know a little bit about this because, you know, the case of spade, you know what I'm saying? When, when, somebody, come, <laughs> when somebody come and say that, 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 that uh, I, got a, I got a phone that I want to get for cash, how do we know if it's used by the scratches on it? Come on now. So even though they try to hide the little scratch, we, they still can't get full value of that phone. Why? Because it's been used before. Come on, but see, Jesus. when God says he made you new, ain't no scratch from a man or woman on you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In other words, Jesus. you ain't been in nobody's bed. You ain't been doing all that crazy stuff. God says, I'm making you new again. So when I bring my bride or when I bring your husband or wife, God says that you'll be able to be pure and holy matrimony for real. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is what I'm saying. Some people will be in church and not even realize the power that's in God's word to demolish the stronghold that says I've been used by this man or this woman and therefore why should I even wait till marriage? Mm-hmm. I'm already used. Lord. See, Oof. when I started getting this truth, when, when a woman come across my way, guess what I said? Oh, no, no, you, you. I'm not what you need. You need Jesus. And I yep. start preaching to them. Because yep. you don't have the queenship that you need to even get the king that I am. Uh-oh. Why? Because I'm connected to my father in heaven. And he called me a king. So how much more will you as a child of God, do you really know who you are? If a man or a woman come to you and try to say, oh, let me holler at you. No. Are you a queen in my, in my father or, my, or are you a king in my father's eyes? Yes. If you're not, you don't even deserve me. Wow. See, do you know who you are? Because when you start figuring out who you are, the stronghold that's in our minds is the first thing God said I need to demolish. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. That's the first thing God said. See, some of us, we got strongholds in our very mind. It ain't even hey, stuff on the outside. Go. It ain't even comes to your mind. It's even how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. But God says, when you let his word, oh, this is good. When you let his word demolish the strongholds in here, in your mind, God says, You'll be walking different. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can I preach it? How I feel? Preach it. How you feel it? You, you, you be walking. I mean, you, you, you know, you was wearing, you know, you this, know what I'm You had holes in your jacket before. <laughs> you, know <what> I'm <laughs> you was walking around like, oh Jesus, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to heaven, Jesus. <laughs> You had holes in your spiritual jacket. Come on. But as soon as you begin to hear the word, you say, God says, you, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. And you say, oh, Lord, I got to take this off because Come I'm on, starting Jesus. to believe the word. God says, no, you're pure. No, you're holy. No, don't let any, any person call you any time of night. No, don't hang out with just everybody because I got a new mantle I'm putting on you. Glory. And you say, God, I believe. Lord, I believe what you're saying. Put this on me for a second. You, you say, God, I believe what you're saying. I believe what you're saying. Jesus, Lord, I feel I'm free, Lord. I'm free. And guess what happened? When you, when, you, when you put on, when you put on your spiritual jacket, your, the mental God has for your life. This was gonna happen. Mm. Some of your old friends gonna come around Uh-oh. and say, "Hey, hey, what's up? Don't, don't I know you?" And I'ma say, say, say that's me. Hey, do I know you? No, no, you don't know me. Uh-oh. Hey, what
Who you think you know is somebody dead and old? Yes. That's why I can't hang with you. Mm. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Mm. See, 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 when you really stop believing who God said you are, you won't be hanging with just the old people. Why? Because you believe, when, when this person, it don't mean you got to be disrespectful, but you can say simply, hey, hey, I know, you know who I used to be, but I'm, I'm brand new. Mm -hmm. And they'll try to say, but hold on, ain't you the one I seen with this holy jacket? Come on. They're trying and to you say, you. no, no, that ain't me no more. Mm. Oh, God oh. put a new man in me. God put a new mantle on me. Yes. And then you can begin to minister to them. Mm -hmm. And they may be coming to you <laughs> with this on as well. Uh-oh. And God needs you to say, no, nah, this, this don't fit you. Come on. He needs you to help him take it off. Yes, Jesus. And sometimes you may have to use your mantle. He, what God is saying about your life so you can dress somebody else. See, mm -hmm. that's why I got a problem in the church when a man or woman of God, where God is trying to save somebody, they're trying to get Jesus, but we introduce them to them. Mm -hmm. we, we introduce them, I mean, to ourselves. Mm -hmm. In other words, oh, oh, so what's your number? And you slide them your number. Instead of giving Jesus' number, which is this, the Bible. <laughs> only number I got for you, brother, is Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what the woman of God in the church should be doing. But now, we got the woman of God looking for men in the church. Yep. When God's trying to save them. Yep. Lord, I didn't even mean to go on that, but, but give God praise. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, but, but watch this. I'm just going to finish this. Verse, verse 4, the weapons we fight, oh, just read that last verse. Right? Okay. All right. Verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to de demolish strongholds. Mm -hmm. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself above, sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's the scripture. So, so watch this. <laughs> they are, God is saying these thoughts that's going to come. These thoughts from people. In other words, um, uh, what you mean you wait until marriage? What you mean that, that, that uh, 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 God said that you're the head and not the tail? Deuteronomy 28. What do you mean that you're blessing the city, blessing the field? What do you mean that you, that you believe in God's word? See, they try, see, the enemy will use people to, to send, like the Bible says, thoughts that will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God in your life. Mm. I had it happen plenty of times. I mean, I mean, God says something about you. You start believing it. You start walking in it. And all of a sudden, people got a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't have a problem with me when I was out there just wilding out, doing, doing whatever I want to do. But now that you're changed, people got a problem with you. What's happening? You have the enemy trying to, uh, like the scripture says, it's a... Exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But the Bible says, 
take it captive. Mm -hmm. When those thoughts come in your mind or people try to get you to think a certain way or situations even in your own life that you see that you're like, well, I guess it's just how it is. No, it ain't just how it is. What does God have to say about that? Mm -hmm. Take captive that thought. Don't allow that thought to marinate in your mind, marinate in your spirit to where you stop believing it. You know what's the biggest thing I've seen this? Where, where the devil, he has been so wise in, in this weapon right here that now you can have a straight man, grown straight man, think he's homosexual. Mm -hmm. The devil can make a beautiful young lady think she's the ugliest thing in this world. The devil can make a strong man think he's the weakest person in this whole world. And how do I know? Because when his woman uh, uh, has, when he has a relationship with a woman and she's like a bridezilla, she's like, oh, get, get my sandwich, brother. He's like, okay. I've never seen that before. Yeah. This muscle, I mean, you muscle brown brother. He's like, like, what you mean? You tell your hey, man, she yelling at me, man. Bro, I mean, but that's, see, that's the work of the enemy in his life. The enemy has broken him down so much that even someone who look inferior can control him. Mm. This is the devil we're we, we dealing with. But you got power. Just say, I, I, got, power I got power over the enemy. Verse 6, and, be, and we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is fulfilled. That means that when you... When you see some disobedience to God operating in your spirit, in your life, God say, punish that thing. Mm -hmm. My God. Sometimes I had to look myself, you may have to do this also. Sometimes you got to look in yourself and God, kill this thing in me. Why is it that, Lord, kill this rebellion, kill this pride, Lord, kill this not listening, kill this thing in me, God. Lord, I punish this disobedience in my life. And how will God lead you to punish it? Through fasting, through praying, through studying the word of God so you can know every inkling of what it, what it means to walk in holiness and obedience in that area of your life. You got a problem? Open up that Bible and study every scripture that the word of God says about that area and watch you change. Watch, you, watch things begin to just turn around for you. You begin to see yourself different. You begin to see this situation different. Watch what begins to happen when you begin to allow God's word, which is divine power, to demolish strongholds. Amen? Amen. Amen. I just want to hit one last thing because we kind of touched it. And I know my, uh, my wife, she would, she would add to it as well. But about this spirit, because... Some of us, it's the first time you're hearing this about the spirit of heaviness. It's in Isaiah chapter 61. I read it this morning, verses 3. And what it says, sweetheart? And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Now, check this out. Notice the Bible saying a garment of praise. We was talking about open up your mouth and praise God. 
Why? Because that is the antidote. That's mm -hmm. the medicine for the spirit of despair or the spirit of heaviness. You know what I've seen in ministry? And I encourage a lot of us to go through the videos on the Fire Run website. Look at the places that me and my wife has, has, has ministered. We've been doing this thing for a while. We've been, we, I mean, all over. And, and we, in, in, in functioning in ministry, one of the biggest spirits we notice is the spirit that causes people not to be able to sleep at night. Yep. The spirit that causes people to be depressed. Check this out. You thinking, oh, I'm just depressed. No, you're not. You have a demon spirit that's resting on you and attacking you in that moment. How do I know that? That's what the scriptures have said. Some translations say the spirit of heaviness. The Who got that translation? The spirit of heaviness in that scripture. That's New King James Version. Anybody? You see it there? King James. I know I'm recording you. <laughs> oh, we, well, we beat you to the punch because we're right here. <laughs> but, but, um, but we're going to give everyone the recording. Okay, what, you got spirit of heaviness? Yeah. All right, what does it say? To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Okay, the garment of praise for what? For the, for the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. Let me ask you a question. Can, a, can you see a spirit with your natural eyes? No. You can't. It's invisible. So when you see someone all heavy with a spirit of heaviness and depression, what you're see, you can't see with your natural eye. But if you have spiritual eyes, you will see a demon on that person's back. Mm, mm, mm. That's why if you notice, every time you come around them, hey, how you doing today? You know, you're all up in you or whatever. How you doing today? And you're, they're like, I'm just going through. And they always, you notice they always sunched over like this? Yeah. Why? Because it's on their back. Mm. See, I'm just showing you, if God were to open, if you, if you start praying, Lord, open up my spiritual eyes, God will start opening some of our spiritual eyes and you will start seeing demons on people. The same demons that de Jesus cast out in the Bible, you'll start seeing them walking around in our community. I was, going, I was at the mall even the other day, and all, when I walked out, I saw all these people who just went crazy. Walking yep. around like zombies. And see, I know as a man of God in ministry what that is. It's not that crazy. There's something called a spirit of insanity. Mm -hmm. Those people, they're not crazy. The, the demons in their mind has them in a whole other dimension. They really do. They think they're talking to somebody. They're talking to demons, but they don't know it. Because the demon had they, has their minds. If you study a scripture where Jesus cast out a legion, a thousand demons in one man. Jesus cast them out. And the demons asked Jesus, send us into the pigs. It was 3,000 3, pigs. And Jesus said, you can come out the man. He told the demons, come out the man and go into the pigs. It was 3,000 pigs. All those pigs killed themselves. They ran off a steep cliff. That's what the demons did to those pigs. It's a scripture in the Bible. Mm -hmm. so, so here's the thing. If you see evil in our world today, think about it. This man just went and shoot up innocent people. You see evil going on. Do you really think the devil's not behind some of this stuff? You, do you really think a demon spirit is not operating in certain people that gets them to do wicked things? Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. And the Bible's saying 
The spirit of depression is in my house. God is saying there's so many of my people in my house depressed, in my house oppressed. In you, They have the transforming word of God that can do miracles, but yet they're in the church and still either depressed, sick, or feeling like they have no hope in life. How many of y'all ever met Christians like that? People who call themselves Christian and their lives look miserable. Raise your hand high. You, guess what? You know what the devil doing? He's like, yes. The devil having a party. His demons having a party because you and that person will never be able to say, hey, God is good all the time. Jesus loves you. I mean, God is doing some awesome things. Let me tell you about my God. No. They'll be going to that person and be like, oh, you're depressed. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm depressed. And you, you know when they have pity parties, the, one person crying and that person will be like, oh, and the other person will be like, yeah, oh. And that, so that's happening to you too? Over and over and over again, they'll sit there and cry on each other's shoulders. And no one will break the cycle. But thanks be to God, I believe there's people here tonight that's going to break the cycle. Amen? Amen. But look what he said. The only way you can defeat the spirit of heaviness is with a garment of what? Praise. 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 God taking it full circle. He talked about it when we first started in the service today. Some of us, that's why, that's why even us today, that's why it's so hard for you to open up your mouth and praise God. That spirit of depression, why does it have, why does, what, what spirit has entered your life to where you're ashamed to open up your mouth to praise your God? Think about this. This is the same God who died for you, who's blessing you, who said in Jeremiah, what's it, 29, 11, the thoughts I think towards you are thoughts of peace, uh, uh, not of evil, to give you hope and a future. He's doing a whole lot for you, but yet we can't in the house of God say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. God is good. Why, why we can't do that? You know why? Because somewhere in our lives, we have allowed the enemy to creep in to where he has stolen our praise. Hmm. And the Bible says, praise has the power. Think about this. Praise has the power to break a demon of oppression and depression off somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Give you a perfect example. You could be sitting here depressed. Soon as you start to praise God, you start feeling better. Mm-hmm. Soon as you start praising God and thanking Him, and, and like, and start thinking about the things that God wants to do for you or is doing for you, you're like, dang, I, I, don't, I feel good. I, I feel like doing me a little joke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like standing up and praising. See, what's happening is the power of praise shifted the atmosphere in your life. It shifted the whole spiritual atmosphere. You walk in a room, everybody else crying. But you, you walk in and you shift the whole atmosphere just by how you are and you bring joy to the room. Some of us, you experienced that already. There were somebody who was going through a bad day. You just said one thing or you just talked to them because you was having a great day. And you, your, it changed the whole atmosphere. Who ever had that happen to before? Mm-hmm. That's proof of the word of God. That the atmosphere you bring of a praise atmosphere has the power to break things off other people's lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. You want to you add Amen. to that? Yes. Um, 
There were several things that was coming to me when um, Jason was sharing. And God was saying that the Bible says that God desires truth in the inward parts. What does that mean? That God desires truth in the inward parts. Sometimes, you know, especially when you're raised up in, in, in religion and you're raised up with tradition and, 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 and church, you know, it's easy to just put on a face. It's easy to just act a part, but you're, 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 you're shattered inside. And that was never how Jesus designed worship. People can't, they chased after Jesus. They ran after Jesus for their brokenness. The blind man called out, son of, son of God, have mercy on me. Help me. The lepers ran after him. Look at my skin, Lord, help me. You know, these, this is how true worship had began. Even the woman at the well. Jesus prophesied to her and said, go get your husband. She said, I'm sorry, I don't have a husband. He said, you're right. You don't have a husband. And the, 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 what, the three other men you had before then wasn't your husband. And she said, wow. After that, she ran into the village and said, let me tell you about a man that told me everything about me. So what God wants us to know, is what, what, what Satan doesn't want you to know that there's power when you're true to yourself. There's power and there is deliverance when you're honest with yourself. Some of us, and this is what God was sharing with me, some of us may have to admit that you're lazy, that you don't wanna get up and pray, that you don't wanna do this warfare thing that we're talking about, so you rather be depressed than to fight back. You, uh, come on, I've been there too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And the Lord said, All I want you to do is get up and praise me, but you laying in the bed. Like, Jesus, why you don't want to live Help me, Lord. You know? So, but that's, that's what the flesh is. The Bible says that the, the flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit wars against the flesh. So if you're finding that your flesh is overpowering your spirit, that means you have to start fasting a lot more. That means that because the goal is you have to kill this flesh so the spirit can prevail. You understand? Know that's what that's where your blessing is going to come from. If you're so full and strong in the flesh, you're going to keep getting the same reoccurring cycles. Okay, so that's why the Lord putting us all on the fast. Amen. Raise your hand with a smile. Edges of the so. <laughs> so that's another thing. And also, um, we cannot go by what we feel all the time. We have to go by what we know, what God is saying about us. A lot of times we're, we, you know, it's like, the reason why we don't praise God because um, we don't really know just how good he is because we're being deceived by what we're seeing, what's going on in our lives, by how we feel, the thoughts, the, uh, the thoughts about what people have said, you know, oh, I'm not just feeling up to it today or I'm not, I'm just tired. You know, those are feelings. 
you, we have to get into a place to say, you know what? No matter how I feel, I know that God is going to bring me out of this. No matter how I feel, no matter what's coming against me, I know that my God is faithful. That's why I'm praising him. That's why I am studying my word. That's why I'm faithful to coming into church. That's why I'm putting him first. Amen? Amen. Even before all the tangible things that I think that's going to provide for me, that I think that is going to get me to the next level. Think about it. Every good, think about every good blessing that you have in your life. All of that was already given to you by God, even your very breath. So how is it that if God, for example, if God gave me a job, let's just throw it out there. Amen. Then why am I afraid to stand for God on the job? Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 We have to start exercising our prayer life. We just talked about God is a God of miracles. The problem is your faith is not strong enough. Just in truth, in the inward parts, what brings deliverance. If I acknowledge that, Lord, you know what? I don't have enough faith for you, faith in you concerning my finances. Mm-hmm. That's an open door for what? Deliverance. But if I'm walking around acting like I'm just as holy and down, I got a little rock, I got that faith, no one's saying I'm good. You're just fooling yourself. You're wearing the mask. You're not getting the breakthrough. You know what? Somebody I said, somebody said something to me. Uh, it was so powerful. I, I, I went up to them and I said, hey, how you doing? That person said, you know what, today is just not a day for me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press through. And I said, wow, that's real. You know how many people you cross every single day and say, hi, how are you doing? What we say next? I'm fine, thank you, blessed, great, yeah. You know, and God is like, okay, and that's what y'all bring right into the church. Oh, I'm delivered, I'm healed, I'm okay, but you're really not okay. The only way that you're going to receive your deliverance is to say, Lord, you know what? I'm not all right, and I need help. That's that dismantle pride. Mm. Sometimes we don't want to look like we are weak. We don't want to look like we got something wrong with us. But truth be told, all of us need help. We all need God. Amen? Amen. And the more you allow God into your heart and into your life, the free, freer you will become. Okay? Um, yeah, so, you know, and if God speaks a prophetic word over your life and he encourages you, you know, because we all feeling good now. The presence of the Lord came in and we all smiling and feeling happy. But guess what? When you leave this room, you're going to go back to reality. Okay, but the difference is, are you making sure that you're leaving equipped? Don't go back to that same cycle of things. God has just given you tools in how to get the victory in your everyday life. So are you writing down what God is saying to you? The very same thing that is being taught to you. Are you going over it throughout the week? Are you studying it? 
So that that's what it's all about, you know, because we, me and Jason, like he said, we've been doing this for so long. We see it all the time. The Bible talks about a joyful hearer. Those who hear, it's like some, when it's like the joyful hearer. What does that mean? That it's like the seed falling among thorns. The word of God is like a seed, and it, but it falls among the thorns and it doesn't take root. And the, the thorns, they choke it up. I need you to find that scripture. It's so powerful. What happens is when we feel the presence of God, we receive his word with joy. We feel empowered. But soon, but so, the devil waiting for you at that door. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he choked the word out of you and you're back at square one. That's what a, that's what a joyful hearer is, what the Bible talks about. But we're going to read the scripture because it's so powerful. It talks about every, um, that there's different hearts that Got the it. word of God falls on. Okay, go ahead and read it for me. Matthew 13, verses... One, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. He then told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering seed, the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was sown. Uh, skipping down to verse uh, no, 18. Listen then what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Mm -hmm. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Amen. So the question is, what is the condition of your heart? And how are you receiving the word? That's important for you to know. Are you receiving God's word on good ground? Or is it thorny ground? Is it stony ground? You know, because that is going to 
to determine the victory you get in your life. I'm going to say that again. The condition of your heart is going to be determined what, you, what, you, what victory you get out of your life. That's why some people can sit in church year after year after year and never change. And that's why some people can come to church for a few months and they already be soaring because of where the word is falling. Okay? Um, and this also came to me, and I'm just going to close out with this. Remember when we were talking about truth in the inward parts? I don't know why God want me to touch this, but I'm going to do it for the sake because I don't know what y'all been praying about or what y'all go through on y'all weekly situations. You know, only what you tell me. <laughs> but the Bible says truth in the inward parts. And, how, and once you have the truth in your inward parts, that's only means that truth in your heart, right? So if you are in a battle, right? You know that you don't supposed to be having a certain man or woman in your life, right? And you keep finding yourself saying, you know what, I don't want this person in my life. They're disgusting to me. It's over, this and that. But you keep finding yourself struggling. The problem is you're not being truthful to yourself. Sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I still want this person. I still want to have sex before marriage. The only reason why it's over because they didn't want me. But if they but if they wanted me, I wouldn't even be serving God right now. You got to tell yourself that. Lord I know that I would not be here serving you if my heart wasn't so broken by X, Y, Z. Lord, I really did come to you because I thought you can deliver me out of my financial crisis. Not because I want to get to know you, Lord. Not because I love you, Lord. But because I needed you to do something for me. I guarantee you when you decide to be truthful to yourself, deliverance can happen. But if you come day after day, day in and day out, you're just wasting your time. You're going to be wasting your time. Trust me. It's hard. Even some, some women, and, and, and I've seen this a lot in church. <laughs> it was a season where when we was in church, it was a season where a lot of the young ladies, they were getting engaged. And some of the women, other women was saved longer than them. Be like, man, I've been saved for about 15 years. And you mean to tell me this little teeny bopper done got her a, a, a man of God? And she only been saved for six months more? Jesus, dang God. Right? But, and, and, and. That's a true story. It's a true story. Over and over, we done seen it. But see, it, and, and I just watched this young lady just kept going around the merry-go-round over and over and over and over again. And she stayed single for a time. But it wasn't until she said, Lord, you know what? 
forgive me for being jealous of my sisters. Lord, I bless them. I bless their marriage. You know, Lord, I just want to get to know you for real because I really was looking for you to give me a husband. And God's gracious, loving graces, after her heart changed and she received truth in the inward parts, he blessed her with a husband. Amen. You see? So that, that shows you that where true breakthrough comes, please, in your prayer time, ask the Lord to search your heart. Say, search me, O Lord. You know, show me myself. Because I don't want anything to separate me from you, oh God. And sometimes God will have you. I remember when I first got saved, I was just like, I wanted to go deeper. And I'm going to close out with this. I wanted to go deeper in God, right? And I said, Lord, I want you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to be one with you. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you want to be one with me? Well, you need to divorce all the other men. That was in your life before me. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. He was like, because you're still married in the spirit. The Bible says, to death do you part, right? He said, a man must leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, right? And they're supposed to be together from death do you part. You know what's the problem? The reason why we suffer from soul ties is because we don't, we don't have the, the vow of marriage, right? But we become one flesh. Meaning that how many of y'all ever seen, you know, like this scenario, the girl, she never did drugs, but as soon as she got with that guy, she started doing drugs. Y'all seen that before? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. heard a situation? Or he was never involved in like the party life, mm-hmm. but she was, she's a party that girl. That ha- actually happened to me. And he start getting into the party life. How I many of y'all seen that? Mm-hmm. See, whatever demon spirits are in some, uh, that person's life, as soon as they, some, as soon as that male or female sleep with they that person, one they flesh. become one person. They become one flesh. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. The Bible says the two shall become one. They were supposed to become one and birth a child. But now we have a generation where people are becoming one, and when a child comes in that situation, they say, oh, I want to be one with you, and they, what, abort the baby. Mm-hmm. See, the sign of you becoming one is a child, but what people do today, they sleep with a person, and that's why that young lady, she become very promiscuous, sleeping with a whole lot of different men. Why? Because all them demon spirits that was in all those men's lives she slowly starts degrading herself and stops feeling valuable. For example, you notice a young lady or a young man in their purest form, when they feel like they're a virgin, you don't really see all that craziness in their lives. How come you don't see her or him being buck wild while they're a virgin, but you see them being buck wild when they had a whole bunch of sexual partners? Mm-hmm. The door because wide open. The door, they opened the spiritual door for the enemy and whatever demons was in that person, if a, dick, if a demon of addiction was in that person's life, as soon as he, he or she slept with them, you'll start seeing slowly but surely that person mm-hmm. will become addicted as well. Mm-hmm. So y'all understand what that means? That 
um, the Bible says when, you know, when you lay with your husband or wife, that you both become one flesh. The problem is that we're becoming one flesh with people that we're not married to. Because uh, sex, it joins your soul together. Did you know that? Yeah, I don't know. I was doing it, but now I do. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, so, so some of us who, so some of us who want, Edward, you're a little too happy. So, so, um, y'all so funny, man. So, um, we need to do some soul searching. And if you really do want God to uh, baptize you with His Holy Spirit, and you want to become one with God, then just make sure that you're not still married to someone else in your heart. And here's how you know some of them soul ties. You ever seen people who they break up, they broke up with someone years ago, but they still mad. See, you did that to me in 2005. They still tied to that person. Or have you ever seen this happen? The man marries the woman. He done been married her with her for some time, but he's paying for all the bad relationships that he she had. Mm-hmm. In other words, she always yelling and screaming at him, throwing things at him. All these, uh, you know, there was a music video that was, I mean, it was very, very powerful. This woman actually met a great guy, but she treat, she was treating him, wanting to stab him for little things that he would do. And yeah, it's because he was seeing, she was seeing him like all the abusive men that she'd been with. How many of y'all seen those situations? Mm-hmm. Guess what? She, she still have soul ties even though the men are gone from her life. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about soul ties is, can, is it a possibility that I can still be bound to, in other words, like I, I heard this scenario, as soon as the... Um, the woman get married, for example, you know, um, she she want the guy to 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 you know to flip 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 her around, you know what I'm saying? Throw her over the chandelier, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kick her in the head, you know what I'm saying? And be like, you ain't rough enough in the band, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I just want to make love to you. You you're my wife. See, all those men, uh-huh. she's taking in the bedroom with her. Mm-hmm. He's not just sleeping with her. He he trying to compete with all those men that set a standard of what sex supposed to be in a relationship. Mm. So he can't compete. Com- he can't compete with JoJo in her mind. Oh, JoJo used to go down on me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, but I'm not wired like that. I just want to love you. I just want to make love to my wife. And. See, this is this is the see this is where we at in the in the church today, and it's a here's here's the bigger here's the bigger issue. She come in the house of God, or he come in the house of God, with a mindset of what a relationship's supposed to be and what sex supposed to be within a marriage, and they wondering why they can't please each other. Mm-hmm. They wonder why, and there's a statistic. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a statistic that said. There's more divorces in the church than there is in people who don't have God. Because they're still trying to join together with the mask. 
That's why God be so serious about get us being delivered. Get delivered first. That's why God be like, no, you don't need nobody. You need to be by yourself for a while. Mm -hmm. Get to know who you are first. Love yourself. Love yourself before you try to connect your broken self to somebody else thinking that they're going to make you whole. Mm -hmm. See, you broken, you cracked, you empty, but you think a relationship go um you 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 think a relate we we think not you but we think a relationship gonna make us full again. Yeah. You know what happens when you fall? When you fall, you don't need anybody else to make you be happy. That's true. See, people used to think I, something wrong with me. I said I go to movies by myself. Me too. When I was single, or when I went to the movies by myself and I was right there happy with popcorn. Yeah, boy! Yeah. You, know you see that, bro? You see that? <laughs> and they think something wrong with me, but, I, but what I began to say to people was, um, I don't need anybody, I don't need a relationship for me to feel whole or to be happy with my life. Mm -hmm. I go to the beach by myself, I, I get my Bible. I mm -hmm. go out by myself. I take myself to dinner. Yeah. Because I love me. Hello. Oh, my God. Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Stop someone that you say, I love myself. I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> my, give somebody a high five just tell I love myself. Amen. 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 Because, see, let me tell you, the world, the world, like we just read, we're not, we're in this world, but we don't war like the world. The world will think something wrong with you for loving yourself. Mm -hmm. They'll think something wrong with you like, why you ain't got no relationship? In other words, why you ain't broken like us? Oh. <laughs> yes. In other words, why, why, why you don't need someone else to make you happy like us? That's what the world do. And, 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 but see, when you're secure in who you are, when you, see, if you could, oh, this is good. If if you if you can find a man or woman who'll be faithful to themselves when you're not there, they're gonna be faithful to you in that marriage. Yes, Lord. When you're not there as well. In other words, oh, this is good. In other words, if he or she can love themselves and not need anybody else to make them feel whole while they're alone, why would you think that they're gonna they're gonna all of a sudden change when they're with you? Mm-hmm. See, it's we. I heard a scenario say that, uh, that 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 people tell you who they are all the time, but the problem is we too blind by false love to recognize it. Mm -hmm. In other words, you walking around like this. Oh, you never cheat on me, but you can't see. Lord Jesus. Oh, she'll never cheat on me, but you can't see. You blind because you're, you're looking at the external. Things that you have in common and not the internal. Mm -hmm. You understand? You're looking at them packs. What they call them? The six pack. Six pack. You're looking at the 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 the, the, the um hourglass waist. That's what you're looking at. You ain't looking at if this person has patience, <coughs> self-control, kindness, gentleness, the fruits of the spirit that that uh uh, that the, the, the Lord his Holy Spirit attributes of his Holy Spirit and guess what time will tell the biggest secret mm -hmm. the problem is we rush too quickly into relationships 
Be like, oh, girl, yeah, he patient, he real, you know, he's kind, he's sweet, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I love him. Be like, really? How long y'all been together? Three months. Y'all don't have sex? Yeah. Then now once he get what he already want, then now you say, girl, I didn't know he was like that. Craig gonna cuss me out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I didn't know he had three baby mamas too. Oh, but that's what you should have been trying to get to know about him before you even involved him mm-hmm. that intimate into your life, intimately into your life. So, and you know, you know what's sad? Mm-hmm. And the world recognized that. And you know what the world said? We can make money off this. So what you see shows like cheaters. Love and hip hop. Love and hip hop. Divorce court. Mm-hmm. All these shows making money off people's ignorance. Mm. Broken people. Off broken, broken people. people. I love that. Off broken people. Do you know your brokenness is somebody else's asset or commodity? Mm-hmm. Our brokenness is so, in other words, the areas that we won't let God deal with will be the very areas somebody else will try to benefit from. So that low self-esteem that we have in our lives, all it takes is just one person to show us some attention and we'll lose all holiness. Oh! <laughs> I'm just being... <laughs> She was in the church saying, how great thou art. She seen Christ. She was like, how great Christ. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm it's telling serious. you, you know, I'm talking around, but how many of y'all seen it? It's serious. They, you know, I, 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 I used to do a program. <clears throat> I used to do a program. And uh, that's why I would say. How, how she get the googly eyes. Y'all know what the googly eyes is? Mm-hmm. Where you got them eyes, you're like... <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you get the, you feeling the googly's inside because as soon as person get the googly's, it's over. It's a wrap. <laughs> you can't talk to them. Mama can't even talk to them. Uh-oh. Mama like, girl, he a dog. Uh-huh. She like, mama, you don't understand. He, he bought me... He, he did some good things for me. And you're like, oh, what he do? He went to McDonald's and got me a Happy Meal. What a toy, ma. <laughs> what a toy, ma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I mean. that's, so that's, that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, about rela- when it comes to relationships, that's what we even talk about this morning. That's our ministry, boy. Mm-hmm. That's our ministry. When we got married, um, 2013, we mm-hmm. got married. Been married, faithful. And we don't, you know, we... We, we, we ain't perfect, but we, we, we be best friends and we talk. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't see. So when we was talking this morning about the mantle and that blessing coming in your life, how, how do we think we're going to get this bless, all this blessing if we never sat down to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest dangers is to step into a marriage, step into finances. I've seen this one story. Crazy story. This lady won the lottery. True story. Me and Martha's wife, we was like, dang, I ain't never heard no craziness like this. This lady won the lottery. You know what she did? She left her town. Guess where she left from? Her family. Yeah. They were trying to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Great looking like. No, like, like, I mean, they were doing crazy stuff. She left the whole town because she was scared for her life. She left with family and whatnot. This lady went 
to say, you know what, I want to be undercover. I, I, she was so bored with her life, pretty much, and she wanted to stay undercover. She went and go work. She worked. She went to work at Starbucks, Starbucks. as a millionaire. <laughs> she was a millionaire and went to work at Starbucks. She had nothing to do with her life. She ain't had nothing. She ain't had nothing else to do. So, what I'm what I'm saying is that see, she won the finances that everybody's running to get, but she didn't have the character to sustain the lifestyle. See, you may get the marriage, you may get the finances, but your very character can destroy the marriage. In other words. In other words, you can only take in that relationship, in that business, and that's who you are. Mm -hmm. That's why you see pe people, they get a whole lot of money, but they lose it. Why? Because they didn't realize it wasn't the money that was the problem. It was their character and who they were. Mm -hmm. So when you allow God to change who you are, to match his, his word and his character, he, when he bless you with what, the, what we like to call the add-on, Matthew 6.33, when God adds things to your life, when God brings you the cake, the icing is just the add-on. What happens if you eat too much icing? Sugar rush. Sugar rush, stomach ache, right? See, we want, see a lot of us, God has a process. We want the cake first. But we like, Lord, I don't want, I don't want to wait. I mean, I got to go to the appetizer, then the entree, you know what I'm saying? Then, the, you know, with the drink, and then we get that, the, the, the dessert. God says that dessert, that marriage, that finances, all these areas of your life that you want God to bless, which he's saying, it's not that I don't want to give you the dessert, but there's a process because if I give you the dessert too early, you'll get a stomachache. How many of y'all see that? In other words, if God give you that man of God, what, what's it? Six foot five? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Looking like Wakanda. Oh, oh. You know what I'm oh, 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 oh. That woman of God, fine, it's all outdoors, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, uh, you know, boom, she coming out of prison next month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God said, you know what I'm saying? We know you wait, you waiting on God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For boom, she <laughs> But, but, but the thing is, if God give you that person that, that we praying about or we desire, do you know our character will destroy him? It really will. There's things about us that, I, I use myself in this, as an example, you know, the issues of how I saw myself, the issues of immaturity, the issues of selfishness. You know, they were, people were laughing about it when, um, when I was talking about the, the, you know, the garden, me gardening. I mean, I heard that story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't be talking about me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. But, um, but the thing was, see, God was teaching me something, and it was a lesson in it. And God... God he taught me about uh, uh, um, uh, not being selfish. He's taught, he taught me about being, you had to watch over those plants. You can't just let them go, you know, let them just, you got to tend to them. That's faithfulness. So these characteristics, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that God has a process of development so he can cause you to walk into the things that you desire, but it is a process. Let me ask you what I'm saying. Amen. So, so even like, even like nursing, I'll use another example. Even like nursing, you don't want to be in that class, but oh, but when you get that degree, you and forget that job, about all the pain. 
And then you get the checks, you know what I'm saying? And then you, you write a couple of checks to the pastors. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I ain't telling you what to do. But uh, God is good, you know what I'm saying? God is good. <laughs> but, but, I'm done. But, <laughs> I'm done. But yeah, but you know, but that's the thing. Like, you know, I've learned and I've seen over the years how um, there are people who got the icing and the cake first. And their lives got shipwrecked. Mm-hmm. We know people right now to this very day that got the icing and the cake as appetizer, entree, and then they had dessert on top of that, and they end up with a stomachache. We see it's a, it's not a pretty picture, you know. So 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 you're gonna see that you're gonna see that even in the church, you are, you are the children of God being raised up in this generation. You are going to see the church and where the church is for real. You're going to meet people that say they're Christian. Uh-oh. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, I got my boyfriend. And you're going to be like, uh, you know, y'all, y'all kissing and stuff. They're like, yeah. And they're like, well, y'all still having sex before marriage? And they're like, oh, yeah, we kind of fell. Or, yeah, you know, we kind of, or the guy's like, yeah, you know, we kind of fell. But, you know, I still love her, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to marry her one day. That's what they always say. One day. And God. He already got the milk for free, child. He ain't trying to buy it. Oh. Sorry, that was a little random. But, but yeah, it's, it's true. And the sad thing is, you're gonna, that's, that is the church. You're seeing where the church is. Who do you think God is going to use to bring change? It's you. Mm-hmm. You and I. So God want to use your life. And they won't tell you, but they'll, they'll watch even how you operate, what you think about certain things. They'll come to you on purpose just to ask you questions. I've seen it. Even your own family will come. Yep. Oh, what you mean? I'm a, I'll never forget my mom at one point. Uh, and my family, they were like, oh, what you, you know, why you ain't got no girlfriend? You know, that ain't God. You've been celibate for four, five years, right? There ain't no God. This happened. Your own family would be against what God, but it's not about them. It's not about them because later on, they were the same people that came to me for prayer. The same people that sitting down listening to my sermons today. My family. So even though I suffered for a while, like the Bible said, I was, he was strengthened. The Bible says after you suffer for a while, he will strengthen you and establish you. Yeah. See, God strengthened me and established me, and that's what he'll do. When you stand through the storm, God will strengthen and establish your life before those who ridiculed you, and they'll be the ones to call you blessed. Amen. Some of them will even say I wish I would have did it just like how you did it. And some of them will apologize for how they treated you if you stand the course. Um, maybe we should talk more about relationships. I could just see how God just yeah, opened up next time, next time. But um, We can end on that. We can end on that and so we can pray out. But I want you to pay attention to that because if you can't pray now, how are you going to be praying for a husband and family? If you can't pray for yourself, how are you gonna pray for your, your wife and your and your and your or your husband and your children? Right? And if you have low self-esteem now, you're gonna have it within the marriage. And there's nothing that that man or woman can do to make you feel inadequate, 
make you feel, I mean, make you feel adequate or make you feel wanted or make you feel beautiful or loved. You gotta already have that with inside of you before you connect yourself to somebody or you're gonna make their life a living hell. Right. 